0: WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, it, and, and Tanner.
1: All right, we are back to another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jeremy. it's Tanner. What's up, bud?
0: Not much, man. You know, just trying to enjoy what we expected. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a rough weekend for Blackhawks hockey. We uh had some good though, you know, with the host of ceremony and everything like that before uh the game against Pittsburgh. But it it as much as we know this is what we need to be experiencing and what needs to happen. Doesn't make it any easier. I've just, I've, I've realized that the past couple days.
0: Oh yeah. I mean there's like the hockey that we've been able to watch recently which is like where they're they're in it they're in every game and everything and then there's what they had more recently (laughs) which i think is just them being completely outplayed and you're just like oh shit okay
1: so we got best of both worlds this weekend yes you got the the ass kicking that you don't want to see yes I'm not sure, I guess I shouldn't say best of both worlds. I guess we got to experience the high and the low of what we want to see and what we don't want to see. With the ass kicking and then... Same
0: outcome, but, yeah. I mean, two different ways we got there.
1: Exactly. So, let's start really quick. Um, hand and guide, I did not watch the Boston game. You watched some of the highlights. I don't know how far you got in before you were like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm done.
0: Yeah, once, I mean, the highlights are basically just the Hawks getting worked in their own zone and Boston getting three chances before the puck goes in. Um, Boston's good. Boston is good. Yeah. Boston is good. Patrice Bergeron, I wish you never came back, but (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I wonder if this is kind of like a last dance kind of thing. Because, like, if Bergeron doesn't come back after this year, if they don't want to pay Pasternak, like, what he's worth – and that's like a, what's, what's it going to boil
1: down thing, to? The most frustrating thing, too, about it, because everybody's like, oh, this should be the last dance, and everybody, the expectations were so low. And I think that that's proven to be, like, the formula, because expectations yeah. were so low for the Hawks at the start of the season. It was enjoyable.
0: Right.
1: No expectations. They could go out there. They can play hockey, and they were able to surprise some people for a little bit. And then Boston, I mean, a lot of people were saying this is gonna. I think us included that this potentially could have been the fir- the the year that they missed the playoffs, and and it's officially like the downfall of this franchise, not the downfall of franchise, like the fall from grace. The fall from
0: um, grace, yeah. yeah.
1: And here we are. They are what seventeen and two now.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are getting some like monster goaltending from. Linus Allmark mark though too. Like, he's been solid like la- in his career. Like last year he had a nine seventeen and like a two four five um goals against average. And this year he's just leading leading goalies. He has one loss in fifteen games played. It's insane. Yeah, man. It's kind of crazy. He's got play- less than two goals against average right now.
1: Let me play a quick game with you too. Speaking of goaltending, so Swayman, their backup. Granted, he hasn't played a lot, but what numbers higher Swayman's save percentage or Boston's point percentage?
0: Oh, that's really funny. Um, I I have them pulled up, but I'll try not to like his save percentage is I mean not great. It's probably their win percentage because of that. And his save percentage is eight, like a eighty nine percent right now. Yeah,
1: eight nine percent. Their point percentage is eight nine five. <laughs> Wow. Close, but still, that kind of just shows how insane what this team is doing is that their point percentage is higher than one of their goalies' save percentage.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's almost 20 games in, too, so it's not, like, kind of fluky at this point. I mean, we're at two fucking losses. It's crazy.
1: We're at about that quarter mark of the season, and they are still fucking winning. Yeah,
0: they're just rolling.
1: It probably would have been, we said this last time, last episode, they probably would be 18-1 right now if it wasn't for that whole Mitchell Miller situation.
0: I mean, maybe.
1: A little bit kind of joke about that. But, yeah, uh, there's not really much to say. The Hawks just got outworked, outplayed. They just showed why they are so far away from contending again. And yeah. It's obvious in that game.
0: Oh God, yeah it would, the the highlights from that game. It's just Boston toying with the Hawks. And <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't get I didn't get to watch it because it was on NHL Network, so I didn't they didn't have it on ESPN Plus. But damn, I knew ahead of time. I think we both knew ahead of time that it was not going to be good. In our group chat, <laughs> I, I put a vote out of how many goals the Hawks were going to let up and most of us chose five plus and what do you know it six to one
1: (laughs) six to one um let me ask this dude watching the highlights your opinion on the reverse retro change at all for the Hawks?
0: i think it looked kind of good i wasn't really paying attention it did that's why like it didn't look bad i think it was cool that they wore their reverse retros in the same game against each other
1: yeah i i think the jersey would be a lot better if it had a version of the indian logo Instead of just saying Chicago across.
0: I'm curious to know if like they're going to with like any kind of newer jerseys that they like do like special event kind of jerseys, if they're going to shy away from like using the Indian head logo.
1: It sort of feels like, I mean, cause it's down a one, one shoulder patch on that Jersey.
0: Yeah. And even last year when they did a reverse retros, like when they were promoting it, the guy was always like turned sideways
1: yeah you can never see it and if it it was like a faint like yeah half out of focus shot like (laughs) it's so stupid it really is um yeah we've i mean we beat that horse dead about how dumb this whole logo situation is and name and all that kind of stuff which ironically enough um at the game yes on sunday they cause it's national, uh not national, it's Native American Heritage Month. Uh-huh. And so they were doing before the game, they did their whole video presentation, um, like doing the honoring that the you know the hawks are a part of the land, like they're on the land of the different tribes from Illinois, um, which is awesome. It's, if you've been in the United Center, you know how cool of a video that is and just everything going on. And then they had um a Native American doing the group of native americans doing um a song with the drum and and singing all that before the game and it was fucking awesome it was so cool and kind of like i wish i kind of wish they would adapt that full time like do before every yeah. game it's kind of like a all right let's fucking go like kind of got you pumped a little bit for it um but yeah before it but even before all that i mean you got anything else for boston or you want to just Put that to bed. I think we knew it was then. just
0: going to be a shit show. Like they're number one in the league. And we're not even close. So
1: um,
0: hopefully, right. I mean, what we play them one more time and that's kind of lucky.
1: Yeah. Thank God. Eastern Conference schedule is uh, only two games.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so the next night was the night that everybody had marked down. It was probably the only time there's going to be a sellout. I don't even know if it was officially a sellout, but it looked pretty. Pretty damn close. Didn't mean to sell out. Um, Marion Hosa Jersey retirement ceremony was taking place. They made a whole event about it. Um, they had Keith Sharp, uh, Sieves, and Jalmerson in the atrium before the game doing like a, a I joked about it at the end of the last episode, but no, it legitimately was just I'm talking about what made Hosa so great and why Hosa is the best. And it was just, a total host of fast talking the entire time. It was just hilarious. Um, then you get out to the arena, which was set up amazing. The, the giant 81s on the ice, the the big circle with all the seats for everybody to come and sit down. Um, Eddie Olchek was in town. They host requested that he asked him if he would come out and, and MC the event, uh, the ceremony. Sucks just listening to him talk it sucks that he's gone. Um, and you can kind of tell he was a little emotional about it too. Like he kind of tell that he misses and he wishes he was still there. Um, and then host, gives us just amazing speech. I think it was like a 45, 30 minutes, 45 minute long speech. I'm just thinking everybody um, a couple of funny moments in there talking when he's talking about him signing Detroit, the entire arena search chain in Detroit sucks. And he just, he <laughs> just, he just smirches and goes, doesn't get old, does it? And they got the chant out louder after that. Um, yeah, but just talking about everything, he thanked Q, um, which was interesting. I was curious if how they were gonna address that, and he thanked Q, talked about how he was the best coach he ever played for, um, and all that kind of stuff. He he thanked McDonough, mm-hmm. Stan, um, got a oh, lot, yeah. lot, of, lot of booze, and that boo birds were out for that one. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, if you're in Jose's position, though, like, the, I'm sure those guys did a lot for him. Yeah, that um, like he I mean, if he didn't know about like the situations that led to like their terminations, like,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, I mean, you have the most success in your career underneath those guys, like, I'm sure you're going to be somewhat thankful, even if like it may not have been well known at the time i, but, I did uh, that's right maybe you should have avoided
1: <laughs> yeah it maybe was it was a very quick it wasn't like uh where q he actually talked about uh quinville about a little bit it was very much of a like oh john McDonough stan bowman but like just yeah. snuck the name in um he yeah. didn't acknowledge dale talon though dale because dale talon was the one that signed him, brought him into yeah. chicago he acknowledged him and all that kind of stuff um the coolest part about that ceremony though for me was they they brought the cup out. They had him there. They had the six other three-time Stanley Cup champion from the from the Dynasty area out yeah. there on the carpet during the ceremony. And the seven of them took a picture around the cup, which I think it's the very first time that there is a photo of just all seven of them together.
0: Oh, yeah, that's cool.
1: So I'm a, I was there with Noli and literally at the same time as that picture is being taken and we're both like, Oh, that would be sick to get signed by.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I'm like, I go. I now, have I was a just thinking how mission. cool would, it be, would yeah. it be to
0: have that photo with all their signatures? <laughs>
1: I'm like, that's my new life mission is to get every of them, every one of them to sign that yeah. um, it was just, it was just so cool. And un- it's just still unexpected that he, for sure, he was one of the first ones to get up there from that, from that era uh, of of the players. It's just, and it opens up the Pandora's box but again now. It's like the debate starts, who gets up, who doesn't. And it's going to be interesting to a point that there's going to be a lot of players that should be up there that aren't going to be up there. And I wanted to ask you this. I, I was kind of thinking about this during the game or during the ceremony. What do you think like of the Hawks adopted kind of like what the Leafs do where they do the ring of honor instead of retirements where they acknowledge the player specifically for their contribution to the team they do some sort of banner they have like toronto they do banners for all these players that are in the ring of honor but they don't retire their number and that way you can acknowledge yeah Pat sharp crawford um john Jal- yeah, because you know Johnson, he's not going to get his number retired. He should
0: be put. Up, he should be retired. His number should be retired. Take it 100%. right off of Seth Jones's back.
1: <laughs> should be. He really should be. And I will. I will fight to the death that Johnson should be up there. I think.
0: Yeah. he – Just because of like the points production isn't the same. You don't see him on the score sheet, but it's being – like you don't see a lot of the other guys on the other teams on the score sheet because of him.
1: He's the defense. So, he's the defensive version yeah. of Hosa. He was a huge part of this team. And he didn't get the recognition that he deserved. Hosa didn't get a lot of recognition that he deserved because of Kane and Taves. Chalmerson didn't get a lot of it because of Seabrook and Keith. Like they're it's the exact same situation. And it's and just. You know Who
0: gets no recognition at all? Patrick Sharp. Cause he didn't. Match him. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: hilarious. Oh man. But yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting. Cause then we're like 18 or not 18, 19 to. 88 for sure locks no matter what. Yeah. Seven, it's gonna get interesting because it's like does he go up? And then if he does, like, and he's another one, he's the same situation where it's like he got more recognition than than Hosa and Jalmerson did. But and you look at it though, he's got the same situation. He doesn't have the individual awards. Yeah, all he really has is the three cups. Like it's
0: really that. what Hosa has over him is the the amount of points that he put up, yeah. And, yeah, that's tough. I mean, Seabrook was the assistant captain for all those years.
1: It's like, yeah, so – and then it's okay. Then then you put up Seabrook, then it's like, okay, well, does that mean Chelios goes up? And we're like, well, Chelios had Norris trophies and all that kind of stuff, but he doesn't have Stanley Cups. Like, he didn't contribute anything to the franchise, like, on on a team basis. And then we were talking about Sharp going up and me just being the asshole I had to be. I was like, all right, well, then Amante goes up too. And he's like, well, they're like, well, no. And I'm like, Amante had more points than Sharp. And he's like, well, Sharp's got three cups. And I'm like, okay, but uh, Chelios doesn't have three cups. Chelios has no cups.
0: Right.
1: So I was like, just being the asshole. Then I kind of convinced myself. I'm like.
0: Well, maybe Chelios doesn't go up then.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. So it's like, how do you go? It's like, it's so hard to do that because it's like, you don't, there's no true definition of who goes up. And the rafters and who doesn't. And then it's like, okay, well, case by case base. And it's like, all right, well, you can make an argument for this player and this player. Because then you gotta look back in the 90s. You got Larmer, you got Ronick, you got um the Chelios Amante, you got all those guys too. And it's like, Okay, well, yeah, they don't have Stanley Cups, but they did amazing things with the franchise. <laughs> so that's why I'm like the ring of honor might be the way to go. And it's like that yeah. way. Yeah. The these players like the Hawks, the fact that the Hawks don't have a team Hall of Fame kind of yeah. blows my mind.
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, if they, I mean, with all the like with the greatness that they have, but you like you yeah, I mean, you would argue that hard. like maybe not all of them deserve to have their numbers retired, but you'd still want to have them presented somewhere.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense, and it's so unfair to the players that
0: I yeah because I mean honestly like it's going to piss me off if Jomerson doesn't have like anything anywhere he's anyway. not going to
1: and that sucks yeah it's so shit it's fucking shitty because the statistically the one of the best defensive defensemen if no, the best defensive defenseman in, in in history
0: yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be, I mean and then I, I would just then argue like I don't know if Seabrook belongs being retired as well just because of if you're going to go off of either cups or you're going to go off of like individual awards. Like the guys that would make sense for individual awards are just Keith Taves and Kane. But if you're going off of cups, then you should add, you've already added Hosa who doesn't really have any individual awards at all. Yeah. (laughs) Then you would have to add like Yalmerson sharp and Seabrook because they are all also three time cup winners.
1: Yeah. That's why it's like, and and I'm going to say a, very bold take, hot take, and it's going to – I disagree with myself even on, on saying it, but I don't think Hosa deserved it.
0: Oh, I think you're fucking wrong.
1: I don't <laughs> – well, it's like if if you're looking at based on individuals like stuff and all that – stuff like that, I don't – compare to Kane, Taves, and and Keith, I, I don't think he deserved it. I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I said, and I, and I, I phrase that. I, I disagree with myself. I, I love <laughs> that he's up there, but if big picture looking at it unbiased, kind of looking at everything, theoretically, I don't think he,
0: well, he's in the time. hockey hall of fame as well.
1: And that's, yeah. And that's the other thing too. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just, you had to go back to the question and like define exactly what does it take to get your number retired? Well, and that's, the,
0: that's the weird thing too. So let's say, Okay. So, if we're looking at, like, Hockey Hall of Fame as being an addition to, like, getting your number retired, like, I think it's going to be pretty clear, like, Kane, Taves, and Keith. yes, Seabrook, I don't think, is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Sharp, I don't think, will be in the Hall of Fame. John Merson, I think, should belong, should but be- if, if you're they're not going to – the stats that he gets, I don't think puts – Like, is something that they look at, unless they look at, like, block shots. Like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, if you look at, like, defensive advanced statistics and see how he was the best for years in a row, like, and you actually want to be like, hey, let's put this really good fucking defensive defenseman in the Hall of Fame. If he were to actually be able to get that, then I'd say, yeah, retire his number. Because out of the guys that don't have the individual awards, like... He's probably the greatest at what he did out of those guys. 100. I think it's just also because I love the shit out of (laughs) Nicholas. No, it's
1: it's one thousand percent a bias thing with us, but it also
0: isn't. It isn't. I can just make the argument. You you
1: know, you can back it up. We can back it up with with stats. Like there are stats showing how fucking amazing he was at his at his job. Yeah.
0: He's a huge, huge piece of the, of the entire, every cup that was there, so.
1: I mean, Hosa is going to go down as definitely the greatest Friesian signing in Black Arts history. Yeah. I think you can make an argument that he might be the greatest Friesian signing in in NHL history. And I think you might even t- can toss it up to all of sports, like,
0: Damn,
1: there's no like, there's no <laughs> and way. And you
0: don't think his jersey deserves to be
1: no, I One hundred percent said I disagree with myself, but I think there's an argu- argument to make that he potentially, based on, st- based on like, seeing it's like I don't even know. Based on there, there are factors that for him going up and other players that aren't going to go up. And the similarities between them, that's why I'm saying it's like it's kind of hard. Like that's where hard to see when he 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 compares more to the Jamerson, the Seabrooks, the Sharps than he does the Keith, the Kane, the Taves. Yes. But you also have to take in mind that I mean it's retirement number, it's it's what he did to the franchise and what he brought to the franchise. And what he brought to the franchise was a lot. Like I don't think the Hawks win three cups if he's not here. Right. Hayes is not the player. He is. If he's not here, he's not the two way player that he is like my blows. It blows my mind. Like too, did you know Tampa Bay offered him the exact same contract, the same free agency?
0: Tampa offered HOSA. Yeah. Oh, no way. The exact
1: same exact same contract. 12 years, yeah,
0: three, whatever. Tampa Bay didn't just go to the Western conference finals.
1: I know, and that's insane. It's like all the little things, like how different if he would have just stuck. What if he would have stuck with Pittsburgh after losing instead the of college. going to
0: Detroit? Yeah,
1: like it's yeah. insane. Like the little things, how everything just worked out perfectly. But yeah, it was an awesome ceremony. <laughs> yeah, man. Long <laughs> to, get, long to get there, awesome ceremony. The The giveaway was fucking sick. Like it's the entire banner is stitched. Oh, like, it's like yeah. an actual. Oh stitch. no way. Yeah, like
0: it's not just like printed.
1: Like the 2010 cup one I have is just all printed. Yeah, this is actually stitched. Fortunately, I didn't get the signed one. There was only 81 oh. of those, but whatever. Damn. Just um, cool. Yeah, cool moments throughout. They were showing. They had a bunch of former players were there. Um. A couple that come to mind were Crawford, Bickle, uh, Burish. Jamal. Burish was there uh Rosaval, um i think Zeus was there
0: uh yeah yeah yeah, maybe. yeah.
1: um yeah Lad- trying to, i'm
0: trying to think of like who was in like the photos that i was seeing yeah andrew Ladd was there if they do you see the one where they recreated like the final supper and i think they were on like yeah. a one on the boat on the on the chicago river
1: Final supper was hilarious who was yeah. i was trying to figure out who is the who's that woman in there
0: is that his wife
1: God, It didn't look like
0: I have no idea. I just assumed I didn't even look up what his wife looked like.
1: Yeah, that was a funny thing too. There was when he kept talking about like his kids, his daughter, like, Oh yeah, my middle daughter, she was born here, so Chicago's always got a part of me. And the camera cuts to her and she's just like, uh, like just waving, like, yeah. That's me. <laughs> his oldest daughter wanted nothing to do with it. Like it was so it was so funny. Like, I'm like, like you you dumb kid. You don't know what you're just experiencing right now, like how awesome your dad
0: is. Born into greatness.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was just, it was just awesome. Um, Very happy to be there. And it's going to, it was kind of too, like, I don't know if you, you watched it, right? Yeah. I watched the game. Uh, so during the ceremony, like, yeah, that moment where you were just like, like, fuck. Like, it's like just a weird end of the era feeling. Cause it's like, you look at the yeah. other, you look at the other numbers that are up there and it's like, those are just stories. We didn't grow up watching those guys. It's just, like, stories we hear about, you know, Blackhawks growing up, and now there is a number up there of somebody yeah. that we watched.
0: We, yeah, we watched their entire Hawks career, yeah, <laughs> and, just... then, and then now their number is retired, and it's like, yeah, man, I feel fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like holy shit it's
0: not the whole thing of like the team not being what it once was it's watching the players like slowly retire and get their numbers retired you're like yeah. oh yeah okay <laughs> the
1: fact that it's just Kane and Taze are the last one standing
0: yeah and well I mean we... Jalmersen's playing in Sweden
1: is he playing in Sweden again
0: is, yeah didn't didn't that come out that he like joined a team in Sweden
1: oh shit that's awesome yeah I
0: was <laughs> oh, <yeah, laughs> like cool. I thought we had talked about this but maybe not
1: no. um, yeah, and then Eddie Olczyk was saying something. He's like, when he was introducing Cannon Taves, and he's like, "Yeah, he got two more players. They got a lot to, a lot more story left to write in their careers." And I'm like, "Yeah, I got about two months left to that in uh, in Chicago, though." So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was just it was such an emo- like awesome emotional ceremony and all that. They do a fantastic. Say what you want about the Hawks, their video packages that they they create are fucking some of the. Oh, boys. yeah. Oh, my God. Um,
0: I was right. Also, by the way, Yalmerson's playing for uh, an SHL team, the H V 71
1: Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, That's even cooler that he was out there then.
0: It's a, it is, a, I mean, because we're kind of like t- going on, on a tangent, but there's a quote that just says, I'm very dedicated and ha- it has been fun to join the team and get to know the guys. Now I will do everything I can to help the club in my hometown, which helped me at the start of my career so it's like the team that he started with got drafted to the hawks played with the hawks went to phoenix and then retired and then he's joining that team again
1: so i think that's, that's awesome. pretty fucking cool yeah that's really cool shit do they have a cool jersey maybe i'm fucking looking to order one of those <laughs>
0: i mean it's going to be a european jersey that's going to have advertisements all over it yeah. but it's fucking awesome but
1: yeah on top of that despite all that going on there was still a hockey game to be played yep um, It was Malkin. What was cool was it was Malkin's 1,000th NHL game too that night, and they all come out on the ice and they were mimicking his warm up, uh, stretching that he does on the ice. So there was 23 people on the ice, goalies included, doing all the stretch on the ice. It looked so fucking goofy uh, from our seats, but it was fucking hilarious when you really kind of kind of clicked what was going on. Then the game starts and well, Hosa Heist. Iced the Hawks out as they go down really quick, less than a minute in, or no, just a little over a minute in, um, to that one. And second period happens, and I missed the first two goals from the Penguins because fucking United Center concession stands and bathrooms were fucking packed as shit. Um, I mean, the
0: stadiums packed for hosted of retirement night. Yeah,
1: it was insane. But then uh, Hawks strike to make it three to one, which this I don't know how it looked on TV, but oh, it was great. The patience that Dickinson had to just hold, 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 and then just t- toss it over to Kara for the nice little tipping goal or t- poking goal.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean he had a wide open net. Oh he just God. he carried Casey just or Casey to Smith, uh, just all the way across the crease, made him go all out, and then he just throws it right behind him, and he goes just right on Kara's tape, and he's got a wide open net.
1: Yeah, the fact that he had the the patience, holy shit! I was like, oh my god! I would like the way they were playing that game. I was like, oh, he's just gonna t- throw us in front. He's just gonna throw this in front, and then he waits, waits, waits. Beautiful goal. Uh, yeah. Speaking of beautiful goal goals, um, towards the end of the period of that one, uh, vintage Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves there. Uh, yeah, Taves with the puck in the corner and just throws it in front to Kane. Kane just fucking roof it, elbow diagonal. Into the back of the net and then Taves wasn't sure it went in, so was fighting with I forgot what defenseman was, but fighting with him to get to the front of the net to poke the puck back into the net. Um, it was the most excited I've seen Kane, I think, all season.
0: Yeah, like, I mean he had a 10-game goal goal drought that he just broke, so that was good.
1: It was so beautiful. Um, and you were saying something about Taves. Oh
0: yeah. He and um, he came into the game at 498 on an assist in the career. And then that was four ninety nine, dollars So it would have been really nice to have that in the same night where it's kind of just like a weird ceremony style. Like, fucking, everybody get in on it. It's yeah. some sort of milestone kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, now when Khrushchev scored, they they brought up the fact that they thought maybe Taze got ahead of hand. In it and it's like, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he was... just threw that puck to the front of the net and then it just went off of Smith skate. And I was saying before, it just – myself because i just watched the game alone um Kershev was ripping on the power play and he could not touch the net yep. <laughs> and when i watched the game like i didn't watch the last two before this but the game previous it's like Kurish has been shooting more it seems like and i'm like he's gonna start getting more goals and then this one he just throws to the front and after he couldn't hit the net for shit and then it just goes in and i was like that's kind of the, the luck that you get when you start throwing things at the net like non-stop
1: so he was—he had no shots on goals against Boston, but the three games. Well, he probably time.
0: had shots, and they just weren't on goal, though. Right.
1: So <laughs> yeah. So shots on on goal, he had zero against Boston, but then he had two against Carolina. Oh, sorry, St. Louis, Carolina, and Anaheim. So he's consistently, and then three against Pittsburgh. But yeah. So also, you I know, wonder what, if they have
0: like, do they have shot attempts listed?
1: Um, I'm just looking at the Hawks, like actual. Looks yeah. Here. Um, but what? Who made? That goal made um, people behind us very happy because you're back to 90s Blackhawks hockey where everybody just screams, shoots, uh, shoot the puck every time the Hawks touch the puck. Um, and it was, oh my God, so goddamn frustrating. And they're also yelling at Kane, uh, do something. Kane's got two guys on him.
0: They're yelling, do something? Yeah.
1: Kane's at the blue line, two to, two penguins on him, the rest on the other side of him, so he can't go down there. And he still somehow almost got the puck to Domi throwing it between there and they're like, yeah, just do something, Kane. Or dump the puck when the hawks touch the puck in their zone. Dump the puck. What are you I'm like, what are you doing between that and the and the person's girlfriend crying because they wouldn't put her on can on the jumbotron. But she had a hawks sh- a hosa jersey on. She deserved to be on there. The little kids in front of me didn't deserve it. I deserve it. I have a hosa jersey. I'm like what the hell is going on here? <laughs>
0: like that's great stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> days like that is when you wish i i I don't hate i don't hate watching the game from home like i'm like oh my god this is brutal
0: it's always fun though yeah you just see all the characters i think my favorite thing pointing out at hawks games is always just like who's got the cheapest jersey on like (laughs) those are always really funny and then the people that also have their own personalized jerseys are hilarious to me too
1: there was a lot of cool oh. hosta ones there for sure though too. There was um a bunch of Slovakian jerseys. There was oh, a, nice. There was an Atlanta Thrashers hosta jersey. I'm like that's the fucking sickest one there. <laughs> but then a little bit after, yeah, less than a minute after Kucherov ties it up at three, Crosby gets his own rebound, puts the puck in the net, first yep. career goal at the United Center. Yep. Crosby, which is insane but i mean he's always hurt when they Pittsburgh comes to town i think that's only the first or second time well, he's really-
0: they also just like didn't they would only play like once a year Right. and it wasn't oh like it could have been either there or here but every other season or so you're playing one game in chicago i think they said he's got like eight games played at the uc so
1: oh it is eight games okay
0: uh, it was something weird like that um which i mean it's not surprising because the hawks usually I mean, besides like this season, like in the past, they've always played really well against Pittsburgh. It was always like a really cool matchup. Um, let me, so it's not like super surprising. Yeah. But I mean, you would expect like after how many years, fuck, four, eight, 16 years, however many years like Crosby's been in the league, like he would have probably had one goal at the United Center. Um, yeah.
1: Was there any, I want to see if you kind of noticed the same thing I noticed on this goal. Was there anything you noticed about that goal? From like the hot offensive perspective
0: uh i mean it was a block shot that he got his own rebound off the block shot shot it and then got his own rebound and scored yeah it was just kind of like a broken play that just kept finding crosby basically which like what can you what, what more can you do if you block the shot and then also make a save and it still just keeps going right back to him
1: Well, what you could do is what Caleb Jones didn't do, didn't do was contest him a little bit.
0: Gotta respect Crosby.
1: (laughs) So Crosby shoots, he starts coming in and Caleb Jones just turns off and goes the other way. Crosby's going to the net. Caleb Joe turns off and starts going towards the boards. Didn't like even like attempt to like contest, like contest uh, Crosby at all. Like there was like, I don't understand you see a guy come in and you, you, you watch him take the shot. You see him coming at you. Why, why aren't you putting up a little bit more of a fight, you know, making it a little bit difficult or difficult for him to get to the net. I don't
0: know. Hill Jones, Hill Jones is, a, is a minus minus eight in his last three games. He
1: is so bad. And it's exactly what we need, but he is still so bad.
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I know it's
1: like, God, it's like, fuck, figure it out. Be bad, but you know, make it look like you're trying at least. Jesus,
0: you know what I did? Like, I was enjoying watching Mitchell play, even though he was a minus two on the game. I thought he showed a lot of confidence with the puck. Um, that was that was pretty pretty good to see him, and also like showing a lot of patience at the blue line, like not not rushing stuff. Um, so hopefully that turns out into like some more like production out of him.
1: He gained some confidence from uh, Coach Richardson because he took Caleb Jones actually off the ice with 30 seconds left in the game um, and put Mitchell out there. So, I mean, he was doing something right. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's a minus four in two games, but one game is against Boston and the last game against Pittsburgh. I think he, I don't know. I didn't really notice that he was out on the ice when when Pittsburgh had scored.
1: Who was he playing with too? Um, I
0: think he was playing with Caleb Jones. I don't know though. He might have been playing with Tenori I'm just trying to, I'm looking at like time on ice he's just got the lowest and tenori's like second lowest
1: I think it was Caleb was it Caleb and McCabe
0: I don't even remember uh, but well, yeah. Jake McCabe and Jack Johnson were both plus one Murphy Jack was Jackson's even
1: secretly, sneaky becoming a great pickup
0: Jack Johnson is almost again leading the team in fucking minutes on the defensive end at least because I think Kaner leads the team when Seth Jones is out. But damn. I mean Soderblom doesn't have the stats to back up like how well he played still. Like he was kind of left out to dry on like almost like all those goals.
1: This was this was much. definitely yeah, this was definitely another the the ducks game all over again where he did everything in his power to let this team get back into it. Oh, yeah. Like, he was getting no support, and he was still making big saves. And
0: I think this is also only the second game of the season that the Hawks actually outshot the other team. I don't think – I think they've been outshot all the whole time. Oh, also, since you were at the game, they started doing five forwards on the power play. Yeah. How did that look?
1: Not bad. Um, I liked it They're I think they got to f- I think they're still got to kind of figure out the right combination of guys to be out there. Yeah. Um,
0: like who's going to actually be the quarterback of the power play?
1: Exactly. Because it's uh, it feels like they were trying to set it up through Kane at the point. But mm-hmm. all Kane wants to do is get to the sideboard
0: like. Right. Like, and it's weird because they like recently, too, before they went five forwards on the power play, they had also moved Kane to the other side on like the left wing side to set yeah. up like a one timer for Domi for a, a while too on the right. And it was just like I don't know, oh, it was dude, kinda weird.
1: Don't mess with Kane. It's Kane's power play. Like you got OV's Ovi's office on the power play. Yeah. In the zone in general. And then you got Kane's office, which is the sideboard the right sideboard. Open a yeah, it, it, kind
0: of, it was weird. I don't know. would I would almost rather have Kane or like down at the goal line. 100%, yeah. Because then he has everyone in a shooting position in front of him where he can either, if he has a lane to the defenseman, that's a one-timer chance. He can throw it back to the boards and have maybe Domi on that side where that can also be a shot right away. You get Radish right in front, and then you have like Taze on the other side. And if you go cross crease to Taze, boom, easy. Like, I don't know. I Kaner hasn't usually ever been the shooter on the power play. Like, having him down below, like, isn't a terrible idea if you're going to be moving things around.
1: He's arguably one of the best passers in the game. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you got to get through him. But yeah, no, I like the I like the idea. I like the the aggressiveness on it. The only thing that though, then it's like you're stacking that first unit, and then the second unit really struggles.
0: Well, yeah, I think you're kind of hoping that it gets done. Right. <laughs> you like score you on the first yeah, unit.
1: You can't get it. Yeah, you can't
0: get the it. The Second done. unit has like Kyra on it, and he's like sitting in front of the net, and it's like, all right, well.
1: Who do we have left? <laughs> Anthony. Uh,
0: Athanasio.
1: um Carl Jones. Taylor Jones at the point. Uh, Lafferty?
0: I don't even know who else is I out think there.
1: Lafferty was out there or Dickinson. I think M. Whistle. Ant- Let's see. Who yeah,
0: there? maybe M. Whistle was out there too. M. Whistle's like. Uh,
1: I don't
0: M-Wistle. know. I feel like he doesn't really do much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of done with him a little bit. I kind of want to see someone else fill in for a little bit, like get Reese Johnson in his role maybe, a little bit more. But Reese Johnson, love
0: Reese Johnson. I yeah. fucking love Reese Johnson. <laughs>
1: it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be very easy decision to make when when Tyler Johnson's back, like Ant Whistle's done, like he is going. Oh, back I don't back. know. Yeah.
0: Probably, I'm sure they probably do someone else instead.
1: You don't, you think they're gonna stick with him?
0: Yeah he hasn't really sat out any games this year, they've kind of rotated in like Reese Johnson, Colin Blackwell. They even had Jason Dickinson like sit out.
1: Dickinson was out because he was sick.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, huh.
1: non COVID anyway. illness is what they listed it as.
0: Yeah, I think they they'll probably like do one of like the fourth one guys instead.
1: I'm just not impressed with the whistle right now.
0: Yeah, I mean. He's got, like, two assists on the year. Even other guys on the fourth line have more points than that.
1: He just reached Johnson, got 10 penalty minutes.
0: In that one game. Yeah. Uh, he got tossed. He got tossed at the end. with, oh, um, yeah. With the, with the one, whoever the who
1: the fuck was it? I can't Teddy remember. Teddy Bluger. Oh, Teddy Bluger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. That was – uh oh, what was that? Who was it that – Chris Letang Slash. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Who was that? No, it was Bluger. Oh, Latang yeah, got a uh,
0: after Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the Bluger after the whistle, like, fucking. That made spear. no sense,
1: too. That made no sense. It was so – I don't know what they were saying on TV, but they called the penalty, and there was still, like, three seconds left in the period, and then all of a sudden, the ref just calls it. Like what is going oh. on? Like, oh, I,
0: I once, once they scored the empty netter, I turned it off.
1: No, this is at the end of the second. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. They just sent. He just sent everybody to the locker. Oh like,
0: no, it was time it, on TV. The time had clicked down all the way, and I was like, well, "How is that not a penalty shot?"
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying too. I'm like, "How is that not a penalty shot?" But then, yeah, they're on the the board at the UC. There was still like two point nine seconds left. So oh. we were like, we're like, what is going on right now? They just sent everybody off.
0: Yeah. Now on TV, the time was uh, completely done. Interesting,
1: but but yeah. So this was the kind of game that you want to see from this team. Like
0: they're it's in the, what we kind of got used to, where like even if they go down, they fight their way back.
1: Exactly. They're in it. They got no points, so they fell down the standings. Perfect. That's exactly what you want. Competitive, oh, no more Boston. Um, yeah, let's see real quick. All right, let's do. That's gonna be really tough. Three stars for. uh for Oh
0: fuck. <laughs> um, Marion Hosa, no one just, star.
1: I was gonna say <laughs> that guy. I'm glad you said it too. So I'm not as corny as I thought I was. But yeah, first star, Hosa.
0: Uh, Kainer breaking his goalless drought, and then I mean. I'll oh, just say that Tate was probably like, – unless you want to throw somebody <laughs> else out there. I was going to say John for
1: just being there because seeing John <laughs> <is> just amazing. <laughs>
0: just, being, just being a baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, throw uh, that Tate.
0: Yeah, because Tate scored against Boston, didn't he? And then he got the assist to Kaner. He's one assist away from 500. But, yeah. I mean, not much. There's not much to go off of here in these two games. Yeah,
1: so, oh, yeah, I like that old-time say host of Kinder Taves, three stars of the game
0: yeah you know
1: um looking ahead this upcoming week we have uh three games coming up starting tonight against dallas who is currently leading the central division 11 5 and 3 they're feeling it they're uh dallas is good Um, they're thriving off of their 2017 draft class uh which was pointing out to us today in the groups. yeah
0: Jesus, you. I, I wait. I hope one of our more recent drafts is going to be like that because 2017 for them was two first round picks and their first second round pick, Mira Heiskanen, Jake Ottinger, and Jason Robertson. Just are you? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, could you have drilled that fucking draft any harder?
1: Yeah, oh, Jesus.
0: And the craziest thing is their best player is probably that second round pick and Jason Robertson. <laughs> like, yeah, right. but yeah. I mean currently, currently because Ottinger was. He could be fucking sneaky, real fucking good. Oh, like, yeah. towards Like, throughout his career then. But, I mean, fuck, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> Just, that's all I got. Draft talk. But, that's all I got. Like, I mean, we're primed to have something similar because if we get a top three pick, we can get somebody that can change this, the... the this, in
1: This past draft class could potentially really do it. You know, you had the, what, three picks in the yeah, first...
0: In the first round. I mean, in this upcoming draft, we have probably two first-round picks because I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be a top ten. Mm-hmm. So we'll have like a mid, or probably a late, late first, and then an early second with our own second rounder. I mean, we could be just hopefully let's just do the twenty seventeen Dallas thing. And the cool, the cool thing about their draft for that twenty seventeen draft is the fact that it's like a defenseman, a goalie, and a forward to like yes. build each each part of your team off of
1: you have six picks in the first three rounds the next two seasons let's fucking go <laughs> two two and two and oh, uh, it's next season fuck I'd say we got vancouver's second round but maybe they yeah, will yeah. figure it out by next year
0: i started getting i got my i told my wife that like whenever we're watching the hawks games i was like you gotta start saying let's go more when kersh scored to tie it i was like
1: yeah she goes let's go and i was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know what i'm more excited for right now the goal or that let's go (laughs) let's fucking go (laughs) um all right then following wednesday's game they have a matinee black friday against montreal um Everything is lined up for a Kirby Doc revenge game uh, oh yeah that that team is I mean I know I kind of marked them down last week we were talking that, like as the win one of the wins the end November I don't know though I mean they're they're not bad they're nine they're currently nine eight and one that line with Kirby Suzuki and- uh Clawfield is just amazing like they're yeah. so fucking good
0: fucking Kirby's got 16 points in 18 games. That's good. That's good for him. And That's here, good. That's good stuff.
1: Who talked about this before? Um, He's doing this all as a fucking winger too. Yeah. I don't know what, what podcast maybe talked about having moving into the wing and seeing how it would be a lot better for his career.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. Never heard of it. Um, Just to go off of that too. I'm, I don't know on the hockey subreddit <laughs> at least once a week there's an update of like hey all these guys Doc, Strome, Strom, Kubelik, <laughs> like, all would be leading the Hawks in points if they were still on the team it's like no they wouldn't they would not be leading this team in points that's not it's- and also we don't We that's not what we wanted this year yeah
1: is Debrinkit like, picking it up a bit no no no. I know he was off to really – Ottawa
0: hard. also is doing shit. So, like – but I think he would still be, like, leading like leading the team in points, if anything. Let's see. He has 14 points. Kaner's got 14 points, so they would be tied.
1: Um, it, I mean – take the Brinkets of Red Wing by the end of the season. We'll see. <laughs>
0: but, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know how many points Strom has either. But, yeah, these guys are all doing well, but it's also because they're in a different situation now. Like, I don't know if it would be – if you could say they'd be having the same kind of success if they were still on the Hawks. I'm sure they would because Richardson has been amazing. But, yeah, Strom has 15 points. That's cool. That's cool. What's Kubelik got? But, I mean, it's so funny and, like, frustrating to see because everybody's like, how could the Hawks just give these guys away? It's like, well – the Hawks didn't win when we had them. So I don't know what to tell you. Damn, kubelik has got fucking twenty-one
1: points. Yeah. He was the one too. Like I I I knew it. He was just the second he was able to like get the Yips taken care of. Yeah. He was gonna go off. Like Yeah. He was, he I mean the and the thing. other thing so in his own head.
0: The other thing too was like no one also wanted Strom or Kubelik. Like, we tried to trade them. yeah. No one wanted them. So, like, I don't... Like, how can we just give them away for nothing? Nobody wanted them either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kubelik signed for less than his qualifying offer because nobody wanted to match that when he, they had him for, a, like, try to re-sign him. So, like, what the fuck? Like, no one else saw the the worth that they had as like what we had them at. So like they got them for cheaper because they didn't have that worth. And now they're playing better. So whatever.
1: And are you guys new here? Everybody knows that once you leave Chicago, when they're rebuilding, when they're not good, they always do better. Yeah. Every single player in the nineties did it. The second they left Chicago, their careers took off. That's how it goes. So So what's,
0: what's Hagel up to? I still love Hagel. I miss him.
1: That's a good question. I heard, heard.
0: He's, got, he's got 13 points. Not too shabby.
1: Is he still playing? Probably like a th- I wonder if he's still playing like third. I think third he's
0: playing top top two lines because he was kind of like the replacement for Andre Pilat. Yeah, but I don't really know. Yep,
1: struggling now? though, too.
0: Struggling as in like not in first by a mile because they're still oh, playing Andre, pretty damn well 11, 7, hard. and 1. Um, Okay, wait. So Neither I think. completely interrupted this, but yeah, they're playing Montreal. <laughs> Went off on a tangent again. Classic. That's fine.
1: That's fine. Um, and then the last team to wrap up uh the holiday weekend, Winnipeg Jets in town. They are eleven five and one. Uh hopefully the Hawks can do a little bit better than four nothing uh than they did the first time around. But if not, hey, it's fine. Let's get us also- is closer to so, it.
0: bringing up more about Hegel because I just looked at the time on ice for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their forwards that are leading in time on ice are Kucherov, points Stamkos, and then Hegel. So yeah, he's playing like top two lines. Good for him. Yeah, I fucking love him. He's so good. He's just like the the player that like doesn't like no. Know, everybody knows like Stamkos is like insanely good shooter. Kucherov's just so skilled. Hegel's just like that guy tries hard as fuck. And like it turns out well for
1: him, <laughs> and I'm glad that we kind of got a Hagel back for him. Like, I love, I'm starting oh, to yeah. bring like radish, radish like the same I love way. Radish. I like, hopefully, he can really get consistent. It's gonna be really interesting when, when Taze gets dealt because yeah. he's been really feeding off of Taze, I feel like a lot.
0: Yeah, I feel it. I think that Radish is not somebody that's gonna be here in the long term, but. I think this is a where he'll get like the most dice time to grow and then end up becoming a, like a good trade piece, um, at some point in the near like next three years or so. Signed for. He's only got like two more two years, so one year after this year, and it's that still is ELC. Okay. Yeah, I think it's his ELC.
1: Uh, he's at least got arbitration rights or restricted free agent.
0: Oh, it's his. It's his second deal. Yeah, because he didn't make the fucking show because Tampa was stacked.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, last really note I have on the Hawks. Um, oh,
0: there's also the third game. Did we talk about that?
1: Yeah, Winnipeg. We stopped
0: at Montreal. Oh, yeah. yeah okay.
1: Winnipeg. Just do better Another... than for nothing, but don't 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 feel like you have to get a point against them. Just do better. Yeah. For
0: I mean, they're they're just playing solid as a team. They're eleven five and one. That's crazy. I didn't think that they were doing it as well.
1: Yeah, not think so either. But
0: Connor Hellbuck's having himself a good season. I he's feel like always, he's he's in every other season kind of goalie. Is that is that a thing?
1: No, I, I feel it. like he's always good. It's the team that's bad. He's like the he's like the opposite of uh, Hart, where Hart's good every other year when the team's good every other year, and Hellebuck is just always good. I feel like no matter what, Hellbuck's in the conversation for like Vesna and all that.
0: Hmm. hmm. Maybe yeah, because it like going back to like 2017, 18, he had a nine two four save percentage. And then next year he had a nine one three. And then the year after that, a nine two two, and then down to a nine sixteen. Then he went down to a nine ten, and now he's up at nine three five. So, he's still – he's consistently above, like, league average. But, like, I feel like when he's not, like, top of the league is when I'm, like, oh, he's probably having a down year. But it's not. He's having a league average oh. year, which is still really <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Carter Buck is fucking good.
1: He's still fucking phenomenal. And yeah. that's another guy It sucks that Winnipeg. I mean, good for Winnipeg for doing good right now, but no identity. It's kind of like John Gibson. Fucking great goalie just stuck in a fucking shitty situation. Yeah. Um, so, all right. The last note I have for Blackhawks, uh, for Hawks talk Seth Jones has been practicing in a first full practice. I don't know if it was today or uh, yesterday. Uh, Coach Richardson said that they're gonna see how he feels in the morning skate on Wednesday before the Dallas game, but right now he feels that he'll be in the lineup uh, on Wednesday, but that could change just based on how he's feeling. So, Seth Jones coming back,
0: possibly Wednesday.
1: <laughs> good or bad, I don't know. Take it for what you will. It depends on how, what your opinion of the guy is. But
0: I wonder if they change the power play up and put him back in there. I think so. Yeah, because I don't think the power play saw very much success with the five forward, so.
1: I think, yeah, I think they're just trying to, like, figure something out to try to be better without Seth Jones out there. Because he's, I mean, I he's, so too. he's a good quarterback for that that first unit. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. yeah.
1: But You got anything else? Want to talk? No. <laughs> All right, so, I got a little bit of hot talk, NHL talk, merger, and okay. I don't know if it's segue. Right. I let's see. Toronto Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley. Yep. yep. place on the IR with a knee injury. Yep. Toronto is now down their top three defensemen. Yes. So now there has been talks about. Potentially EK-65, find a way to make – try to make his way to Toronto.
0: What? No, how the fuck would that work?
1: (laughs) So one of the theories that I saw put out there is that the Hawks would get in on this trade action. Okay. retain some of EK's salary. I don't know if I would want to do that.
0: I would get in – Eric Carlson, Jersey, if we just have retained salary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Um, the main thing you got to look at there is how much are the Hawks retaining?
0: And what is Toronto giving up?
1: Because you're going to got to think about this is that it's four years of retained salary. Yeah. Eric Carlson. And granted, the cap is supposedly going up decent amount. And we've talked about retaining salary, hot stake out of contracts or help retain salary for assets. But now you're talking about a four-year commitment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're talking about a three to five-year rebuild. So you're going to have dead, dead, Eric Carlson cap potentially when it's time for this team to start spending money.
0: Right. But here's the other thing too, like, in order for Toronto to get them at like a cheap kind of deal, you're looking at like fifty percent retained in San Jose and fifty percent retained in Chicago. So San Jose taking on like six point two five and then Chicago taking on like three point one two five and then you have a three point one two five Carlson in Toronto. That's gonna that's gonna be like your at least next three first round picks. Yeah. because like, I would assume San Jose would get like their 20, first rounder. If the Hawks are going to be taking on at least a, a little over 3 million for the next four years after this year. I mean, I guess maybe they would do it for like a second, but then San Jose also gets like, another first i would say because like it's eric Eric carlson is having a monster season yeah and he's i mean getting him at 3.125 would cost a lot (laughs) so two firsts and a second maybe the hawk get the second two firsts going to san jose
1: totally forgot that Cat friendly has the virtual trade
0: oh the armchair gm stuff
1: so, I'm just curious at 50% there.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me how it works. Do, are you even able to do, like, three-team trades in there?
1: Yeah. Um, all right, keep talking, Tanner. Don't I'm be- just
0: looking at, like, I – fuck man, I don't think that would work at all. Like, Toronto has zero – like, what happens when – like the other defenseman come back because Jake Muzzin's the only one that's out indefinitely. TJ Brody is out two weeks, which that's back from the 14th. So he's got like another week still. And Morgan Riley's out six weeks starting today. So you're still going to be, where's more, what's Morgan Riley's hit 7.5. Like, I don't like, that doesn't make sense. Cause that, I, I, what do you, you got to give up a player too, then. And who do you give up? Yeah. Like Justin Hole. Like you give up Justin Hole, probably. Like get somebody that at least gets some cap off of the books. And he's not a great player. He has a modified no trade clause. Are you fucking kidding me? 10 team no trade list for Justin Hole. All he has to do is say, I don't want to go to San Jose and I don't want to go to Chicago. (laughs) And then that trade's done. Um, uh, man, I don't know. Like their defense as a whole right now, without those three guys, it makes seven point eight five million. I think that's really fucking funny. They're just not having a great season for injuries.
1: So just under three million dollars. The if if you do sharks retain fifty, yeah, hots retain fifty. The hawks will be responsible for. Like two eight seven five. Oh really? It's less than three million dollars. Lots responsible for. Huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just I don't see how that works without Toronto giving up a a lot.
1: Toronto, yeah. Toronto is gonna have to really work to make it like. There's more to it. There's got to be more to it. And then, but then again, though, if they're making a trade like this, is that a sign that they have no confidence that two of those three defensemen are coming back anytime soon?
0: I mean, they're just looking at their, um, like, injury reserve. Like, they're listed at the only one that's listed indefinite is Jake Muzzin. So there's not, like TJ Brody, it literally just says two weeks, and Morgan Riley six weeks. So I'm sure that they're expecting them back in that time frame. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I
1: don't
0: like, know. Do you like? Do you just trade? Would it be, like, easier, for would it be injured, easier for like I don't. Would it be easier
1: like Chickering?
0: Probably, but even then, like, how much are you? I I don't know what. Who do you have to give up more for? Chikrin or, or Carlson? Because Carlson's going to be salary retained. Chikrin, you, you might be able to get on salary retained because, like, he's only got, what, a year left on his deal?
1: Uh No.
0: Or does he, he have
1: – Three years. So two years after this year.
0: Okay. And he's only making 4.6. So, like, it's not like you would need, like, a third team to jump in. Unless you want a third team to jump in and you can get Chikrin at, like, a, a little over a million. <laughs> You get two teams, though, to do 50% on that, like, that would make more sense, but that would also be, because just their caps situation, but that would be giving up, like, even more than Carlson.
1: Well, I would say trade for Carlson because trading Chick-in- is going to make Arizona even worse. And... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Not today. <laughs>
0: I'm sure San Jose would appreciate maybe some prospects over picks. Because I think, I don't know, like, I don't, San Jose is weird to me.
1: They're in a because full, they, say, they, they need to do a full teardown. I think they need to be going the Hawks route where. They
0: should, but they're not. Because didn't they just sign, like, Meyer or Hurdle or something over the offseason?
1: I don't know if that was. Career though,
0: let's see. Tomas Hurdle. Oh, Doug Wilson. Yeah, I think like, we'll Tomas be- Hurdle just started an eight year contract it was like, signed by this Doug. season. Yeah. It was signed by Doug Wilson. So, yeah, they're kind of in a weird like, are they going for it? Are they not? So, Mike Greer's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and like, if you guys want to get want anyone,
1: I also I think, still think back to the Kind of what we said earlier about no expectations and things just go better. It's like Carlson's got no pressure on him.
0: Well, it's he's not only that.
1: Fun. It's,
0: it's He's the number one guy now because they traded Burns. Yeah. Like, he was sharing, like, power play time, and, like, it was one and two on the right side, but now it's just Carlson, and it's like, oh, like, yeah, he's really fucking good.
1: <laughs> so it's like... And man, I still think it's it's a risky trade because off of twenty what however many games they play this year of good EK sixty five when yeah. he's had how many years of <laughs> granted he's been injured a lot, but still it's like he's
0: having a he's having a great year. He's looking like his old self. He's just, also yeah, it's like are
1: you are you really willing to risk it? If it was a one year, two year deal, it's a different story.
0: He's leading the team in goals. <laughs> yeah, that's I fucking just, sick. He's gonna put up fifty.
1: <laughs> whoever for him is got it. You got to get three teams involved to get that that cap hit yeah. as low as possible because it's. Just, I don't know if it's worth the risk to take on a big salary for four years. I There's,
0: mean, if you're if you're a team that's like looking to make that push, yeah. I mean, don't say in all and those, win. you yeah, let's say, and you're a team that has that window of like three to four years right now. Like you I would do I would pull the trigger on getting Eric Carlson.
1: But all those teams also need a lot of fucking help on the cap. Like that's the that's what I'm saying though. It's like you're gonna have to get really creative and you're gonna have to really mortgage your future. The so devils? Is it is it really worth The Devils? Is that a deal with the devil?
0: It, be, I mean the Devils are actually kind of fine on the right side because they have dougie hamilton dk
1: 65 double jersey what
0: uh no i don't like it i'm trying to think like who who's in a good position islanders no yeah, i don't Lou's gonna i be- don't i don't think yeah. lou would do it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know there what other teams would be like in in a position to make that move for carlson Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah, right. They're not even – they're fucking, like, dead last right now. Like,
1: Hey, that's all you need. EK65 will bring them back to the conference finals. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's – I think this trade deadline is going to get very, very interesting this year too because I think a lot of teams are going to bank on the fact that the cap's going to go up next year, so you might see a little bit more risk being taken.
0: On uh, future contracts?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. Anyway, speaking of defensemen, uh, Kale McCarr, ever heard of him? Fastest yeah. defenseman at 200 points?
1: Yeah, holy shit. They get so good.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I think one of my favorite things is the fact that uh, there was that story that came out that um, who was it on Philly that wanted... It was like the Philly scouts wanted like Kale McCarr and Hextall. Was it Hextall? He's their GM. Yeah. Was like, Nope. <laughs> We're taking Nolan Patrick.
1: Anything like that comes out and you still have a GM job. You should be fired immediately. And you should never No, it was Was
0: it Fletcher? Who the fuck was the GM during that time?
1: Yeah, Fletcher is recent.
0: Yeah, that's, well, it's a, he's the general manager from twenty eighteen or December third, twenty eighteen to present.
1: Yeah, so that would be Hexel.
0: That's fucking. Old. It's just so funny to me. is uh-huh. it like, Is that? Hex- I'm just gonna look something up. <laughs> but yeah, Kel man. Yeah, while
1: you're looking that up, uh, a couple more milestones that hit. We already talked about Malkin's one thousandth career game. Uh, Patrice Bergeron thousand career points. Again, don't yes, understand his, right. con- his contract at it was all.
0: it was Hextile for sure,
1: yeah, um, I don't understand his contract. The whole like, oh, if he plays ten games, you get this massive bonus. I don't know that's just a new way to manipulate the salary cap or anything like that, but <laughs> I, I don't know, good for him, thousand points. Um, I had one thing on here, but I wanna we'll save it for another day just cause it's going a little bit long here. Um, jump over to this. New Jersey Devils are a fucking wagon still. Holy shit. Uh they are officially a franchise, tied the franchise record for 13 consecutive wins. Uh, they just knocked off the Edmonton Oilers the other night. I don't think they're gonna lose again. And I'm getting I don't think so either. I'm getting very terrified that the Hawks are they're on the Hawks schedule coming up, and then that's was December 6th, so that's two weeks away.
0: Speaking of oh, God. the Devils. Who has a higher percentage? The devil's winning percentage or um Mackenzie Blackwood's save percentage?
1: I'm guessing the devil's.
0: No, it's McKenzie Blackwood. <laughs> I fucking tricked you, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. He hurts, but yeah. Uh I think so. He's only played seven games, but V tech Vanacek, man. Is it playing solid enough for him? I mean, they're just fucking winning. They're just winning
1: games. 8-2 eight, eight and two at home, 8-1 and one on the road. Like, Jesus. First team, what was it? The first team to sweep?
0: Oh, uh, Western Canadian trip and an Eastern Canadian trip in the same season? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't know that was, like, a thing that was kept track of.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. Guess or
0: somebody it. was like, that's really weird. They just beat all the Canadian teams. It's Like, has that ever happened?
1: And This is, I mean, a- I mean all early. on the
0: road, too, which is crazy.
1: Out of all the years, they have a weird playoff where the same conference should be could potentially face each other in the Stanley Cup. This would be a good one: the Boston Bruin versus uh, the New Jersey Devils for the cup.
0: Oh, if it was like a COVID year, yeah, like the COVID
1: year. But yeah. at least, at least right now, it's on track to be a conference final. So at least potentially the two best teams would face each other in the conference final, which hasn't happened in fucking forever.
0: Yes, I don't even know when the last time it happened was. Couldn't tell you since Vegas. (laughs) Vegas is sneaky. Just like yeah, we're third place. They're literally one point behind the Devils. They're just yeah, they're doing their they're just being like no one's talking about the Vegas Golden Knights because everybody's talking about Boston and and the Devils just doing so well.
1: And well, because they're,
0: they're literally the other only other team above 30 points.
1: Vegas lost, so they're their their win streak ended, so they're they're old news. Nobody nobody cares anymore. They don't have an impressive win streak on.
0: Nobody cares.
1: But yeah, so lots uh lots to look forward to uh coming up here in in the hockey land. Um I got nothing else.
0: Um, there's just the some milestones to look forward to. Like some players that could current or closest players to reach like a thousand points, and one is like Steven Stancroft, who's only like seven points away. Um, but speaking of Vegas, like Phil Kessel, he's only thirty seven points away right now. So that could happen this season possibly. Um, but I would just I, I saw this earlier I forgot to mention it, but like it's just goes to show like how Fucking good Steven Stamkos is. He's only played 941 games. He's got 993 points. And like, it, I think for a while it was like, oh, who would you rather have Tavares or Stamkos? Because it was like one year than the next, like the free agents. And Tavares has 917 points in 969 games. It's just, damn, Stamkos is fucking so good.
1: It's crazy to say for Stamkos that he falls in that category of careers that could have been so much better. Because his yeah. career is still fucking insane.
0: Yes. <laughs> He's still over a point per game player. And he had injury issues for like a good portion of the last like few years.
1: When he gets hurt, like he gets hurt. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm out a couple weeks. It's no, my fucking leg is completely broken. And yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't think Phil's going to get a thousand. <laughs>
0: not this year.
1: Oh not Maybe next year. year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Maybe at seven he, points, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you could turn it on
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean I, he's
0: he's logged a lot of minutes, man he's tired still can't believe over a thousand games in a row.
1: Did you have him in fantasy thinking he's gonna play with Eichel and they were just gonna tear it up together
0: <laughs> oh what is, is he not on that
1: line? I'm not sure. I if he is, he's not tearing up like the way I thought he was going to. hmm. Let's see.
0: Yeah, probably not. I don't think he is. His time on ice is much lower than everyone else. He's only getting about 12 minutes.
1: Man's played a yeah. thousand consecutive games, man. Give him a blue power rate and uh let him chill. Yeah, right. All right, episode 202. What do you want to call it? Oh,
0: it's uh, uh it's something with Hosa. Um it's like we heart Hosa. <laughs>
1: You want me to do like the three and then the, the greater than less than sign or whatever? No,
0: it's an, you got to put the eight <laughs> an eight and then one and then greater than less. Than. Or you can, oh, I guess you can't really do it. Like the way I like the, with the shirts that they came up for him, it was the 81. And then the one oh, was the yeah. start of the age still, for HOSA.
1: I got to order one of those. They they ran out of sizes again. Like just like the Jalmers night, they just didn't have enough of the sizes made. And I was so happy the, the hoodie sold out because it was $85. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then it was sold out. I was like, yes. Like, thank God. It was too expensive. But all right. So we heart Hosa. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Episode 202. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, like the video on YouTube. Share it. Social media at WCB Podcast uh yeah that's all i got all right love boys bye
0: thanks for listening to the wcb podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast to connect with jeremy and tanner check out the boys at wcb podcast on all social media we'll see you next time